0: Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years, and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives, which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset, and action. In these episodes, I'll be sharing the concepts, tools, and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self doubt, and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives. My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self belief, and learned to live life their way. And now it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine, you deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hello, hello, fabulous humans, and welcome to the latest episode of the Self-Styled Life Podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Wiesek, and I truly hope things are wonderful in your world. It's hard to believe that it's autumn here in Melbourne already, Autumn is my favourite season, so I'm a little bit excited about it. I love the crisp mornings that are followed by warm days, the first sniff of wood smoke and the changing colours everywhere. I love breaking out my boots and my jackets and switching our meals from salads to something that looks more like pure comfort. But I'm also a little bit bewildered by how fast time is flying this year. It seems like just yesterday we were all saying Happy New Year. Also, I'm recording this episode at the last possible minute. I'm so sorry, Darcy. And of course, I've decided I'm going to record it in what I think is about to turn into a thunderstorm. So please, please bear with us. I am going to record anyway, because I would rather get this topic out into the wild than not. And if you hear any noise in the background, just know that it's me recording in the middle of a storm. It's all good. Now, if you've been here for a while, I also have to share my deep gratitude for your continued support for the Self-Styled Life Podcast, and if you're just listening in for the very first time, I have to say thank you, thank you for being here. It's not lost on me that you could have anyone of close to 2 million potties in your ears right now, and the fact that you've chosen mine is such an honour. Thank you to everyone who has listened to, responded to, and shared Self-Styled Life. And a big, big thank you to anyone who has left a review or a comment uh, to help other people find us. I really do appreciate you supporting me. And more importantly, I'm so grateful for you making it so that women who need some inspiration or some guidance for self-styling their own lives can find us and join in this community. Which... There's a perfect segue into today's episode, which is another short, sharp coaching episode. In case you're wondering, I do have some fabulous guests joining me on the podcast soon. I know you'll love them and their stories, but today I want to look at a different kind of story, a story that seems a bit universal at the moment, given how many women seem to be telling it to themselves. I want to dig into this story, share why it makes perfect sense that we might tell it to ourselves and offer you two strategies to help you move past the story and its associated protective behaviours so you can self-style a career and life you love. So what's this common story that women from both my corporate and coaching worlds seem to be running on repeat and therefore believing deeply? It's the story that if they haven't done something by now, it's because they can't do it. Like never ever do the thing, like absolutely can't do it because they haven't ever done it before. Now this story tends to reveal itself when I ask a coaching question such as, have you considered putting your hand up for that? Or would you like to do that role, project, or take that opportunity? And the answer I get back is something along the lines of, uh, no, I couldn't do that. I've never done anything like that before. And on one level, it makes sense, right? If you've never done something before, it can seem impossible. And given your brain is wired to protect you from risks like failure, judgment and disappointment, it's easy for your brain to rationalise the fact that you can't actually do the thing. But there's a flaw here, and I'll bet every parent listening can pick it. When your babies were little, did you ever look at them and think, well, you've never done anything before, so therefore you can't do anything. You'll never do anything. Like clearly child, you're never going to do anything ever. Of course you didn't. You looked at that beautiful squawking bundle of joy and imagined the brilliant, amazing, fabulous life they would lead. And as your little one faced into every developmental milestone set for small humans, you watched with expectation. You knew that one day they would hit that milestone. Now I know from people I love dearly that sometimes, in cases of specific health conditions or impairments, those milestones are hit decades after we'd like them to be hit. But none of us ever assume that because a child hasn't done a thing, they'll never do it. And yet, and here's the whole point, somehow, as we move into adulthood and continue maturing, we suddenly decide that if we haven't done the thing, it automatically means we can't. We decide it's impossible. We write it off and that means we don't even try. It pays to remember that once upon a time you'd never walked, talked, tied your shoelaces or driven a car. You couldn't cook, you couldn't sew, you couldn't type or present in front of a crowd of humans. But that never ever meant that you couldn't do those things. What it meant was that you had to learn how to do every one of those things. You had to grow and evolve. As humans we never reach a point where we can't learn new skills. We may choose not to learn them, we might say stuff this I'm sick of learning, but we're always in a position to learn if we so desire. There's a saying in the coaching industry that if you're not growing you're dying and I kind of feel like that saying applies here. And this is where a growth mindset becomes very important. I talked a whole lot about growth mindsets way back in the very first episodes of Self-Styled Life, and for very good reason. Go back and listen to episode three if you want more details on Carol Dweck and her groundbreaking work on growth and fixed mindsets. But in a nutshell, a fixed mindset says that our intelligence, abilities, and skills are fixed, whereas a growth mindset suggests that you'll always have the ability to learn and to change. A growth mindset allows you to try new things, which leads to competence. And, as an aside, competence naturally leads to confidence. Now, like I said earlier, our brains are hard-coded to protect us from risk. As a reminder, there are seven big psychological risks, and they are the risks of success, complexity, conflict, rejection, disappointment, judgment, and failure. And we humans use clever protective behaviours like procrastination, polling, people-pleasing, perfectionism, proving yourself, paralysis, preempting, and passivity, try saying all of them really, really quickly, to ensure that those psychological risks don't become full-blown issues. From my perspective, this idea that if we haven't done something before, then we clearly can't, is a special combination of paralysis and preempting with a dash of passivity thrown in for good measure. You do nothing... You preempt an outcome that looks a whole lot like failure and you continue to scroll or binge watch, hoping that no one else recognises the fact that you're holding yourself back from learning and growing. And et voila, the idea that because you haven't done something means that you absolutely will never do the thing becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. All of this means that we need strategies to help us sidestep our own protective behaviours. So here are two to help you if you ever find yourself thinking that because you haven't done the thing, it automatically means you can't. My first strategy for stepping into a new space certainly isn't a new strategy. It's something that I've been banging on about for years, and I'll continue to recommend it forever and a day, because the thing is, baby steps work. If you've been listening to self styled Life for even the shortest amount of time, you will have heard me talk about the fact that competence and a its friend confidence, comes in baby steps. While a human can occasionally summon up the courage to take the big leap or dive on in, most of us find edging our way into things feels way better for our nervous systems. Now these baby steps often look like experiments. We'll try a small thing and decide it's not too bad. We'll try it again and realize we're actually quite safe. We might dabble around with a few more attempts until one day we realize we're doing the thing on the regular and we're even quite enjoying it. The ideas of taking baby steps and experiments can both be found in the action portion of my framework for creating a self-styled life. Examples of taking action in your own life could include anything and everything from baking a cake through to presenting on stage. The trick is to chunk things down into small enough pieces to allow you to do something without freaking yourself out so you never do anything at all. The best example from my own life comes from the free masterclasses I run in my coaching business. The first time I ran one, it felt like the biggest, most overwhelming drama. I had to sort the marketing, the tech, and the content, and all of the things that go into running a one-hour group training session. I stressed over whether people would show up and whether I'd be able to deliver content that appealed to diverse humans with different learning styles. I worried about whether the recording would work and whether I'd be able to see the chat and about a thousand other different things. Honestly, showing up and presenting was the least of my worries. Why? Because that's part of my day job. I present both in person and on video almost every day of my life. So that was one experiment that I didn't have to undertake but only because I'd undertaken it years earlier in my corporate job. And while my first masterclass certainly wasn't anything to write home about, it gave me so much evidence about what I could do when I chunked all of the overwhelming things down into tiny, actionable steps and simply took one step after another. And since then, I've improved and refined my masterclass processes to the point that now I think I could decide to run a masterclass next week and I know I'd be okay. My second strategy for sidestepping protective behaviours and for trying something new seems to be coming up more and more often and becoming more and more important. And that tip is to really step into and own the identity of someone who does the thing you're doing. That identity could be anything. Again, if we use my own example, I have many different identities that I can lean into. I'm a wife, a mother, a daughter, sister and a friend in my home life. At work I'm a leader, I'm also a coach, a small business owner, a blogger and a podcaster. And aside from daughter and sister, I've had to consciously decide to take on all of these identities. And the thing is, the words I am are very powerful. Something magical happens when you decide you are going to become something. So if there is something that you haven't done yet, that deep down inside you'd really like to have in your life, then it pays to step into that identity. Now, I know that some of you might be thinking, well, that's great, Janelle, but what does that actually look like? Let's use leader as our example. Let's assume that for the first time ever, you might have considered yourself as a leader and it's something that you'd like to bring into your life. Start by playing with the concept. Ask yourself questions like, if I was a leader, how would I show up? How would I carry myself? How would I dress? How would I speak? What would I say? Practice calling yourself a leader. It's helpful to hear the words out of your own mouth and said out loud. See what comes up in your body when you say, Hi, I'm Sarah and I lead the risk advisory team. Now, I've used the leadership example because I know a lot of you listening in work in corporate or professional environments, but this approach could work for any identity. If you're an artist or a small business owner, play with owning that identity and what it might look like for you. Because when you take on an identity, you start making decisions and taking actions from that place. And before you know it, you're actually living and breathing the thing that you said you couldn't do. Okie-kokie, fabulous humans. There we have it. A little look at the concept of haven't doesn't mean you can't. The psychology behind the thinking and a couple of strategies to help you do the things that you've never done before. I really hope you found today's episode helpful and I'd love for you to step into a new identity this week and try an experiment or two. You might surprise yourself with how quickly you find yourself doing things that you've always said you can't do. And if you feel so inclined, don't hesitate to reach out and let me know how your experiments go. You can direct message me on Instagram or contact me via JanelleWiesack.com. I'd absolutely love to hear how you go. Thank you again for joining me here on self styled Life Podcast. It's such a joy to have you listening in. I'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, please, please stay fabulous.